Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's been a while. It has been, and that's what that's part of the problem. Welcome to the Shit We Don't Tell Mom podcast. This is Christy. And this is Angie. And we're here to chat about the uncomfortable shit we secretly want to talk about as Asian millennials. Get re- relaxed. Let's catch up a little bit. The last time we talked, it was when you were really anxious about school. Okay, was that the last time we talked? Was that's recording a, episode 32, the anxiety episode? That's one, That's the last time we, like, really talked. We wow. recorded the menstruation episode, etc. But the last time we actually talked about, right. like, our lives was that. See, and this is why I feel like I feel like there's so much disconnect. I used to see you twice a week. Yeah. Even during pandemic. Yeah. And I feel like... I miss you and I don't know what's happening in your life and I feel like we're not on the same wavelength. Exactly. But we're still finishing each other's sentences. (laughs) (laughs) And I just feel like I don't need us to be meeting, you know, twice a week because part part of when we did that, it was half of it was funsies. And I don't mm-hmm. think we need to be in each other's lives like that. But I also feel like if the last time we have actually talked about our lives was back in September, like two, yeah, two and September. a half months ago. Yeah. Right. That's a long time. It is a long time, especially if we have a project together, we have a baby together. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it is a long time. Exactly. And I feel like, the relationship I have with you is so unique compared to any of my other friends because we have a baby and mm. and it's a new territory for me. And I honestly do feel like our relationship is like being in a marriage and having a commitment and yeah. having having a fucking baby as part of our responsibility. And, you know, when you're married, you don't you don't have to be in each other's face all of the time. It's actually better to not be in each other's face all of the time. So I, I, that's not what I'm trying. That's not what I'm saying that I need. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying I need to be in your life all the time, but we need to have, I, I feel like we need to still have good communication and we need to connect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like the, what I have been feeling lately is there has been a disconnect. I I agree with that. I, I know exactly where you're coming from because I feel that too. And for me, it's like it's like what goes unsaid, right? Like for me, it's like, oh, well, you know, she's she's busy with school and like I'm busy with baby, <laughs> a dog. <laughs> you have many babies. <laughs> I have many babies. That this is my other baby. Oh, my God. This is like my second marriage. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, my second baby. So maybe that's like that's like a whole thing too. Mm-hmm. And like you know? Yeah. And, and like even a- like with your partner moving in, like that's still relatively, you know, a new thing to have to learn to adjust and then and then on top of that, you guys have a baby together. Yeah, and that's that was one of the things I was going to bring up that was one of my priorities is like managing a household. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. sounds really, you know, everyone, if you hear it, it sounds like, oh, I have to do the things. Like, why does a woman always have to do that? I'm just better at it. <laughs> just more organized. <laughs> or, I can or multitask. You, just, you choose to do it, not because yeah. you have to do yeah. it. Yeah, just like yeah. FYI, I choose to do it. And I'm happy to do it, but it, that, it's definitely a lot of work to manage a household. Like, it's a lot of work. And my my respect for, like, homemakers or just moms who are, like, full-time workers and they have side hustles and they take care of the baby. Of course, the partner is there to help, right? But it's just like there's so much going on. And obviously, my respect level has for that has gone up. Like, it's not easy. So that's like my big, one of my biggest time suckers. Yeah. And 
and I'm not there. You know what I mean? And so I totally, I get it. There's so much going on in your life right now. There's so many new things. I know all of these things happened, you know, a few months ago, but I still consider them new and it takes time to adjust and get to your flow and like, you know, settle into that life. And so I feel like, okay, Angie's really busy because you have a dog. But on top of that, you are also adjusting living with a new human Mm. and a dog. Mm -hmm. And you recently got a promotion. Yep. So I'm like, okay, Angie has so much new stuff going on in her life right now. I understand why the podcast wouldn't be as high of a priority. I think what I'm feeling is... I want to know you're still committed. Yes, definitely. Okay. So for me, like, I think we talked about this before where we're like, oh, what can you, like, what milestone would just make you super happy? And for one of them is like, oh, when we hit 100 episodes, (laughs) right? Like three digit, that's still definitely in my, in the works. I can see where you're coming from where because I've been kind of absent for the last couple months because it's not that I have a dog I have a puppy (laughs) like I think that's different like you're right actually I didn't even think about how many new things are going on in my life and those new things are exactly what's taking up all my time so it's a huge adjustment for me and yeah I didn't even think about it like that so that's really good like you're you know me really well, <laughs> even if you even if you haven't seen me uh, in person for a while and like, yeah, pandemic and all that stuff. And now that the restrictions are eased up and you can actually come over and do podcast stuff with me, you're in Toronto. Right. So <laughs> like we're living in two different cities. Not that I blame you for that. It's just, yeah, the circumstances. And that's why I was like, oh, we should sit down and talk about like the realities of our current situation and the expectations and what our timeline is like Mm -hmm. yeah and I love that you know when you when I first messaged you and I'm like "Mm, I'm not feeling so good and I think we should talk and then you you came up with that idea of like yeah let's talk about our realities and expectations I thought First of all, I thought that was a great idea. But second, and I think more importantly, it it gave me reassurance like, okay, yes, Angie is still committed. And I feel like I feel like I'm in a relationship where, you know, things like a romantic relationship. I feel like because this is as close <laughs> as I can I can compare it to because I've never had a project baby partner before. You know, so it's as close as I can compare it to is having a romantic relationship. You go through the honeymoon phase and then you're you're married and you're committed and you have this thing together. And sometimes the relationship hits a rut or it lulls and that's completely normal and that's okay. And I I get why you need to prioritize other things in your life right now. So I I don't fault you for that because I get it. Like, these are important things. And they're all happening at the same fucking time. I just feel like I I need reassurance from my partner that you still love me and you're still committed to this. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Tell me you still yeah, love me like- and you want to stay in this relationship. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. But, like, I, of course. Like, okay, I can totally see where you're coming from because I literally went through this with my boyfriend. There was a period of time where I was like, I need reassurance um, about this. So, like, I know exactly where you're coming from. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that you, like, felt unassured. But I was also really happy that you came to me and was like, hey, I'm not feeling so good about this. We need to talk. And I was like, yeah, actually, I think we do. And I think as soon as you brought that up, I was like, hmm, what has been going on in my life? Because I've just been so focused on like each day so far that I haven't really like leaned back and thought about what's actually going on in my life. 
if that makes I sense. I mean, it's, it totally makes sense because it's always hard to step back and look at the big picture when you are the first person, when you are the main character of your own story. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's how I've been feeling. And yes. when you're like, okay, yes, let's talk. That's a good idea. Let's talk about all these things. I'm like, okay, that's a that's a sign. And he still <laughs> wants to be in this relationship. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say that there weren't doubts. I think that's mm-hmm. normal. I think the the point where, um, like, first I was doubting like oh my god why did I get a puppy it's so much work and then I was doubting like oh can I can I do this thing where I have like a full-time job that I'm committed to like do I want to keep moving up this ladder with more responsibilities because it's definitely gonna continue like increase and then and then I'm like oh do I even have time to commit to the podcast and I have been obviously like doubts about everything in my life comes up. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm like, no, no, no. Like having doubts about things doesn't mean that you don't want them. If anything, it means that you do want them and you just want to make sure that you can actually put a good effort into all of them. Mm -hmm. Commit to it to the degree that you want to commit to it. That's right. Like you don't want to have that. That is important to me. And I guess lately Maybe I was, you know what, I think I can admit that I was a bit avoidant about talking to you about this because I was like, oh, I don't want to let her down. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I know she has stuff going on too. Maybe I just need to like work through this on my own first. And, and I isn't think, like, think about the parallels to that in, an, in, in a an relationship? Act- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, like one partner oh just keeps goodness. it all to themselves and they, yeah. they feel, you know, a little bit disconnected as well but they're like i'll just work through it myself and i'll 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 figure it out without (laughs) communicating with the other person and then and then i'm here sitting and i'm feeling all icky about things and i'm like okay well okay angie has all these things going on yes 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 and then i just kind of ignore my own feeling of neglect and disappointment Mm -hmm. and but i'm wallowing it by myself instead of sharing it with you instead of saying like hey you know this doesn't make me feel good when xyz happens yeah yeah and And it's been like over two months that's kind of a long time that is a long time yeah but it's good that we're talking about it now yes and i think it's interesting because yeah, you're right. Like, this is a new kind of relationship for both of us. And whether or not a relationship is romantic or not, like, it's a relationship. It has all the same, like, needs as a relationship, like, spending time together, connecting, communicating, like, those, and kindness, right? Like, those are all really important for any sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we're both, like, like, for me, I, like, was thinking about it on my own. Like, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I'm just going to try to figure this out on my own. For you, it's like, I don't want to bring it up because maybe you were afraid that the answer would be like, yeah, you know what? Bye. Yeah. Does that, does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> you know why I'm like so aware? Like, as soon as I made that connection in my head, I was like, yeah, this is exactly like when you reach that part of the relationship where the honeymoon phase is kind of over and you don't know if the other person is going to be committed or not. Because I had this, I went through this exact same thing with, with Nick. And I was still seeing my therapist at the time, so I brought it up with her. And I, I told her, I was like, it's not like I want to get married right now. It's not like I want to have kids right now. But I need to know that, like, I want to know I just want to I need to know that he is committed to this relationship and that he wants the same thing in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep that's that's exactly that's, what, that's where and, I'm at right now I'm yeah. like I, I get it you have all these things I can be very understanding of that I just need to know that this is still part of your future yeah and it is and it is oh my god <laughs> tell me you love me and you're committed you want to be my baby mama Oh my god, it's so funny. 
interesting. Well, I like I said earlier, I we've neither of us have been in a relationship like this. We've we've dated people, so this is as close as we can compare it to. Yeah, because but when it's you think personal. About, yeah, exactly. And I think because there's a level of responsibility that's involved, like when you are living with someone, when you're committed in in a romantic relationship, there's a level of responsibility because there's like stuff you have to take care of. Whereas in a regular platonic relationship, Yes, communication, understanding, empathy, kindness, those are all still integral parts of any relationship. But a lot of times there's there's like there's not a responsibility component to it. And when I say responsibility, I mean like for the podcast, we have to put in work. Like we have to we got to do certain things by certain times, there's deadlines, there's you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. Working with your partner, you got to fucking... Like a business make. partner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But when you're with friends, there's there's not... that That's not part of the equation. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because for like a typical friendship, the needs aren't as... There aren't as many needs. You're, you're the most... Like I would say for a typical friendship, the key needs that you need <laughs> so eloquent like the, the the most like important things you need between friends is like you need someone to be there for you potentially sometimes a sounding board someone that you know you can trust and that you can go to uh, you can spend time with you know that they'll always be there for you in times of need but it's not like a constant thing and it's not there's no like specific frequency Whereas when you have a business partner, you're right. Like there are a lot of responsibilities. There are way more needs. You need way more communication and all that stuff. So it takes, definitely takes a friendship to a completely different level. Mm-hmm. And because you're right, because there's like a commitment, there's more pressure as well. And there's more expectations. And whenever there's more pressure and more expectations, there's also a lot more room for not wanting to disappoint the other person, not hurting the other person's feelings. And then I think that's where it can lead to a lot of avoidance or anxiety because, yeah, because like a relationship, sometimes you just like, you're not sure what's going to happen. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) My... (laughs) Yeah, because there's that additional component of having responsibilities and there's the extra component of having expectations, then you don't want to disappoint the other person. It just feels like there's a lot more at stake. Yes, that's right. And then it also, because there's those extra layers too, if we don't understand each other's expectations, then there's more room for miscommunication. Yes. we're just responding to each other with yes or you can do a couples therapist or a couples therapy asks you do yes i hear what you're saying i think we're on the same page in terms of understanding where we're at but we just need to actually sit down and communicate our expectations and then manage them okay so let's let's do that let's do that (laughs) Okay, so I can go first. So my current priorities, which we already talked about, is one, my my new my new promotion, sort of new esque. I'm that's calling it new, straight up. Yeah, and that's something I I am committed to right now because, you know, I did go through this period of time in my life where I was in an all time low and I could not perform at work. I could not do what is expected of an employee or a team member. And I was surprised so many times that they hadn't fired me, but I think they valued everyone on the team. It's a small firm. They're not going to cut their losses just willy nilly. And they were very interested in seeing me getting better. So for me, this is almost like I feel responsible to kind of show that 
I appreciate everything that they did for me. And then I need to show that I can be a good team member and be reliable. So that's definitely one of my priorities right now. And of course, the other priority would just be like the home that I'm living in. Like I need to manage this home. I have a partner that supports, but I take the lead in terms of organization and doing all that stuff. Kind of like what you do with the podcast, but that's what I do for my relationship, my my romantic slash home relationship. And then the other one, part of managing the household would be taking care of my puppy. So those are three biggest priorities right now. Like you said, they're all relatively new. And I think that's what's kind of stretching me thin a bit. And what I expect in terms of the timeline is as I'm settling into this dynamic of my life, there's still a lot of things to hash out right now. What are your expectations from me? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) I think that's the harder question. I think a lot of the expectations I have from you, like you're pretty good with those. Like I expect you to take the lead on organizing the podcast, which you have always been doing. Now, whether or not that's something you can handle, we can have a conversation about. And one of the other expectations, I guess, is for you to, how do I phrase this? Call me out if you need to. Right. Like it'll be a difficult conversation to have. And it's probably I don't think it's fair that this will have to sit on you only. So I think that's why I I don't really it's not really an expectation anymore. I think that was the. I think that was the like subconscious expectation prior to this conversation. But after you text me, texted me and you were like, let's talk. I thought about it. I was like, oh, you know what? That's not really fair for me to expect Christy to always initiate these conversations. So right now for me, my expectations for you kind of is unconfirmed. Sometimes I feel like I am micromanaging and then I feel shit for doing that. One, you don't have to feel guilty for that. But two, you also shouldn't have to do that. So I think I need to step up as well. And that's funny because I literally had this conversation with Nick the other day. And I'm like, he's like, why do you always get mad at me? I'm like, because I have to nag you to do something. And then I hate it because I feel guilty about nagging you about it and then and then it's just this like vicious cycle he's like I really don't care if you need to nag me for me to do something just nag me and I was like fine I'll nag and then but then the thing is like I hate doing that so I shouldn't expect you to do that in our podcast relationship how do you feel when I do that I feel guilty obviously Maybe not. It's maybe it's not that obvious, but I definitely feel guilty. Like, oh, like I shouldn't need Christy to get to the point where she feels like she has to micromanage what I do, and she should be able to trust me um, that I'll do things if I say I'm going to do them. But of course, I feel like shit when I can't do them or I can't meet those expectations. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's where the communication comes in is if you feel like you're in a place where you cannot meet the expectations, then you let me know and then I step up, right? Yeah. Or check in to see if I have the capacity to step up. Yeah. And if not, then, then we can have another conversation. But I think... For me, exactly like how you described it, I feel guilty for nagging and I feel like I should just trust Angie's going to do it. And then I feel like 
every time I nag, it hurts our relationship. And that's what, that's what makes me feel bad. Because you're gonna leave me. (laughs) Oh my God. So from the other side is like every time you, I don't even think about it as you nagging, but for me, it's like, oh, I'm disappointing Christy. So that's where I'm coming from. I don't even think about that you're nagging. All I can think about is like, I'm disappointing her. Maybe I'm not cut out to do this. That's when my doubts come in. Like maybe I don't have the time or that I just, maybe I do have the time. I just don't know how to manage my time. And that's always been like a struggle for me in every aspect of my life is time management. And it takes me a while to kind of really, really actually wrap my head around that. Like even at work, I came back to work. So for those of you who don't know, which is probably a lot of you or all of you, except my coworkers and close friends, is that I took about four months off back in 2020, right before the pandemic. I went on a mental health leave from work. So I was on short-term disability And that four months off for me was very, very helpful for that. But then coming back to work, I could not just dive in. It was very gradual and my work was very supportive. They didn't give me, they only gave me like 50% of my workflow to begin with. And they didn't even deduct any pay. Like that's, that's one of the other reasons why I want to put work as a priority, especially not, not to the point where like it ruins my work-life balance because I would never let that happen because <laughs> I'm, you know, but, but we yeah. know better now. Yeah, exactly. To not burn out, but. But you, you want to thank them. It's, yes. it's a way for you to give back because they were there for you. And now you're in a place where you can take on more responsibilities, you're you have the capacity and you want to be able to show appreciation. Yeah, so the point that I'm trying to get to is it, it took me a while to actually get to that place. Because for me, time management is a struggle and takes me time to really process what's going on in my life and how I need to allocate my time and resources and energy to what is required of me. So for the podcast, it would go the same way. And I'm very appreciative that you're really understanding that right now. And I think that's something that I need to be more understanding and gentle about the time management thing for me it's it's the it's the little things not the big picture it's like like coming to a a meeting on time you know Mm. i think because time management is a strong suit of yours (laughs) no 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 it's not a strong suit by all means I'm still very much working on understanding how I can best manage my time and I think that lots of people can relate to that but I value time management Mm. so sometimes I feel like I'm I'm being disrespected of my time when yeah, like when you come late to a meeting and shit happens all the time. I'm late for meetings, you know, yeah. like I wake up late and yeah, and I get that. So I don't know if it's something I need to just reflect on myself and see if I'm just a hypocrite. No, no, no. I think that's uh, I think that's very fair. Like, you know, like when people say like, oh, Asian time. <laughs> you know like we're not you know what I mean like everyone's like oh like you always budget like 10 to 15 minutes of the other person being late or whatever but if I know that this is something you value then of course I'm going to make an effort to do that so I guess that's another 
one of those like things where it's left unsaid and then misunderstandings happen. So you think that I'm disrespecting your time. And you know, obviously, I don't mean to disrespect your time. But if that's the effect of my actions, then of course, that's bad. So knowing that this is something you value, then I'm going to make an extra effort to make sure that this doesn't happen. And if it does happen, then I'll communicate about it. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're we're always learning new things about another person. You can never know, you know, what a person's values are right away. So I feel like, you know, after what? A, a year and a half into our relationship and we're learning a bit more about each other and how we operate and our values, I feel like this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I value I value time. And even things like, you know, like a few minutes before our thing, you'd be like, yo, I got it. I need a little like 10 more minutes or 15 more. I'm totally okay with that as long as you just let me know. You mean like the time where you got here on time and I was like, uh, I need to have sex with my boyfriend. And then you waited downstairs <laughs> for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my God, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like you were so understanding. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have the worst thing of you. <laughs> I was very okay with that. Yeah, because I completely communicated where I was coming from. Yeah, oh as long God. as you you tell me, even if it's a few minutes before, you know, whatever, whatever thing it is that we have scheduled, even if it's just a few minutes and you tell me what's going on, why this is happening, then it's all good. You yeah, know? so there you go. That's the expectations. <laughs> so like for most people, it's like, oh, yeah, five to 10 minutes is fine. But obviously, if I need like 20 to 30 minutes, then it's like yeah. where that threshold is, right? So if I know now that like, hey, you expect me to be on time when we say 1030, or 1.30 on your hand, then I should be here at 10.30 slash 1.30. And if I'm not, then I'll text you. Yes, exactly. Great. (laughs) Okay, great. I got that off my chest. (laughs) So my current priorities, school, very obvious, my mental health, and that's what I can think about. I think another priority of yours is also enjoying your time enjoying the new city i'm lumping that into mental health oh okay okay okay. (laughs) so i am trying to you can be specific about it well i i'm noticing i mean i've only been here for like three months and i'm noticing i I'm noticing that I am noticing. My goodness. See, this is why we need to hang out more and talk more because (laughs) otherwise words don't come out. I feel like in the last few months, I have become a bit more aware of when my mental health starts to dip. I'm becoming more sensitive to noticing how my body and how my brain is reacting and feeling. And I think that's a I think that's a great thing. I'm like celebrating on the inside because, you know, it's always, I think it's a good thing to be more introspective and, and have more connection with your body before it gets too, before it gets too late, like too far on the ends of the spectrum, basically. Right. So mm-hmm. I've noticed that, which is great, but it also means that my, my mental health wave, instead of going giant peaks, like really low to really high. This sounds like I'm describing bipolar, but that's not what I'm trying to to say. But basically, instead of leaving it all the way till I burn out and then having to take a long time leave and having these gaps between my spikes, I am now noticing waves, but these waves are a lot closer together. So I'm having ups and downs in higher frequencies. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Last time we really talked about my feelings and where I'm at, that was when I first moved to Toronto and I was feeling a lot of anxiety and for school, for being in a new place. And then I felt better like a month after that and having that conversation with you, I felt like, hey, you know what? I'm a month into this or two months into this. I'm getting the hang of it. I think it's possible. I think I can finish this semester. 
I think I'm getting into a flow. So I felt better. And then recently in the last month, we're approaching end of term. And so shit's wrapping up. Like shit's getting real. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then on top of that, I'm, I'm working as well. So I'm working as a TA and that means, that means there's a fuck ton of marking and students trying to meet with me. And, you know, so it's like, it's getting intense. So in the last few months, it was like fucking intense. And I start to think, oh my gosh, now, now I'm back to feeling not so great. And I'm back to a dip in my mental health because externally, there's so much more things pulling at me and, and, you know, you're spreading yourself thin basically, right? Typically, I don't feel... Typically, my waves aren't that close. It doesn't go from like September low and then a October plateau and then a November dip again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But because I'm more cognizant of that now and about my own feelings, I am trying to prioritize taking care of my mental health because I'm noticing the frequency more, even though the intensity is less. I think that's great. <laughs> I'm like, where am I going with this? No, no, no. I think that's absolutely great. Like, like I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that's good. Managing it a little bit by little. Like what you said, it's the little things that matter. Right? So like having a big talk about where we are with the podcast sometimes isn't as helpful as you going, hey, I expect you to be on time. And I think the same thing can be said for our mental health because it's more instead of expectations about someone else, it's expectations about yourself. Mm. Which is also a relationship to work on. Exactly. Absolutely. I think that is part of managing your anxiety and your depression episodes and also just managing your own happiness. I guess in the last few months, I also feel like I have been slacking off on the podcast. And sometimes I feel guilty about it, but sometimes I don't. And that's new for me because I think previous Christy would have a lot of expectations on meeting deadlines and doing things when, you know, like doing things when I say I'm going to be doing things. Like we have specific days in the week where we dedicate to working on the podcast. And so if on that day I could not work on the podcast because of whatever reason, then I feel really bad about it. And old Christy would just do it anyways. I will just like not sleep because I said, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it today. And I'm going to, I said, I'm going to put in these many hours into it. So I'm going to put in these many hours into it, regardless of like everything else going on. So now because my, my priority for my mental health is a lot higher, I will, I might not work on the podcast on the Thursday and I'll just fucking do it Friday night. You know what I mean? And that's, that's totally okay. And so I'm kind of like allowing myself to do that, but, but because it's new, it's a growth process. It's really uncomfortable. So then I feel guilty for doing that, even though it's totally okay. And I know you don't give a fuck. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what I think. This is your own process. (laughs) So I like the part where you said you're also okay with it. I mean, like, you don't give a fuck of whether or not I did podcast work on a Thursday or a Friday. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because it's your own process. And especially since we're not meeting and doing Mm -hmm. it together, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing that. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, like, I need to work Thursday night because I have something due Friday. Yeah, so I'll just work on it Friday night or Saturday when I have more brain capacity. Mm -hmm. 
and that's just yeah and that's just whatever we can do to help ourselves manage all the things we have to all the other things we have to manage so how do you feel about you being able to take a step back and not having such high expectations of yourself in general mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a good thing in the long run because that's going to help me manage my anxiety and also manage expectations from other people as well because I can't expect people to work like how I work. And I also shouldn't be putting so much stress on myself when when it's not that big of a deal. And I and and maybe this ties into the whole, you know, time management scheduling shit, right? Because I'm I'm very into scheduling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I plan <laughs> my schedules like months in advance. Here's here's an example, y'all. This is how much of how much I care about scheduling. When I have my at the beginning of semester, you know, you get a course outline, a rubric, whatever. And these are all the due dates, right? And then these are all the readings. So I went through every single one of my course. And yes, people put in like major projects, due dates and everything like that. But I schedule time of when I'm going to work on said projects and due dates um, into my calendar. So basically I had my entire school calendar of which day I'm going to work on which assignment for how many days, for how many hours, And of course, have the due date in the calendar, like four months prior. So since September, all I do is I just rely on my calendar to tell me what homework I have to do. And I I would have planned that since September. So wow. (laughs) Whereas I think most people (laughs) would just, I think I think most people would just put in the due dates and then figure it out when it's like a week before it's due. You know what I mean? But I will plan at least three weeks in advance, three to four weeks in advance, and schedule in time to work on that assignment three weeks before it's due. And I would have set, I would have planned all of that back in September. I don't think there's anything (laughs) wrong with that per se, because if that's your process, then that's your process. Mm -hmm. I think it becomes unhealthy when you hold yourself to the standard that if you don't do it that day because something else has come up, then you stay up until 3 a.m. doing it. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've been letting go, right? Yeah. Old Christy would have done exactly what you had just said, which and and it's not a healthy way to, to, to do things. And I've learned to be a lot more flexible as long as I just get shit done, right? And so I will move things around in my calendar all the time. But because this shift Hmm. to a better me is new, it's still an uncomfortable process to do. Ah, okay. So you asked me how I feel about it. I feel good. I'm like, great. I'm, you know, I'm not so fucking uptight all the time. (laughs) And, And it's working better for me. It's working for all the people around me, right? I don't have to fucking micromanage people. So it looked like I you were see- about to say butt. <laughs> I think it I was. Like yeah, it looked like you were about to say butt. <laughs> I think I was, and then I changed it. <laughs> I, oh God, now I forgot what I was going to say. So I see all a lot of the benefits, but I'm still going through the uncomfortable process of adapting to something new. Anyways. That's I, very I good. I think that's very self-aware, so... I don't know what that great has self-awareness. To do. And I'm proud of you for doing that. Those are my priorities. My expectations. I think big picture wise, once upon a time, Angie and I sat down and we looked at all of the responsibilities that we need to do in the podcast and we basically split them up with the with the expectation. Oh my god, this word keeps coming up. <laughs> 
in this episode with the expectation that if the other person cannot do certain things that they in their domain, that the other person will step up, which I am still happily able to do. I think my general expectation is we just deliver in the domains that we are responsible for. Yes. So maybe one... I was going to say, so maybe one of the things that we should do is re- revisit that list of domains <laughs> and to see if it's still realistic for us to stick to what we had first established once upon a time when our priorities were completely different. Mm-hmm. That was my next question was, <laughs> do we need to revisit that? <laughs> I think we should. I think that's... I think that's a smart move. Okay. Because I think that's where, you know, some of that micromanaging thing comes in. Because I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to be telling Angie what to do. But Angie says she's going to do these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then And then you don't do that to me. Which is why I feel like I feel bad. Because I'm... Yeah, I feel like a, a micromanager and nobody likes a micromanager. So I feel like I'm I'm a I'm a bad person. That's what I feel like. Oh. <laughs> nobody is a bad person if I've ever learned anything. So but I, I understand where you're coming from and I'm sorry that you have to feel like you have to micromanage and then feel bad about it. Because that's not nice either. Like that's not something nice to go through. And I feel like a bad person. Because I'm not meeting those expectations that we had originally established. And I feel like the bad person because you feel bad and then you have to micromanage and then you feel bad about micromanaging. So it's like a vicious cycle. Exactly. And then it's just like stirring a whole bunch of bad feelings and then it gets all mucky, right? And then you add on top of that, we're in two different cities. We have different schedules now. We have new things happening in our life and we haven't really been just talking or connecting since for months yeah and so i think a combination of all of those things together is is what drove us to have this conversation to begin with (laughs) yep (laughs) okay so So how do you feel about all this now that we've aired out our own feelings and uncover some of the stuff that we have swept under the rug? Well, big picture wise, I feel relieved that you are, this is still very important to you and confirming, you know, your commitment to it. I feel, I feel good that we're finally talking about it because it's, been a while so I'm glad that we're having this conversation and you're right like having having infrequent big talks is not that great it's better to have frequent small talks yeah just like you're managing your ups and lows yeah yeah exactly and I think this goes for any relationship is to have a lot more small talks And I hope that from our conversation today, we will be able to have more small talks and connect more so that we don't have a pile of dust bunnies and, you know, we just clean once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's (laughs) see, that's the thing. That's like, it's not just for me. Like, like the emotional dust bunnies, like there are literally physical dust bunnies in my house. And I'm just like, oh my God. And yeah, and we need help in those in those scenarios. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you feel relieved. I still feel like I am the villain in this in today's podcast episode. Are you serious? I feel like but- I'm the villain. Oh my god. <laughs> we're all we're all like hard on ourselves and we can't expect ourselves to be perfect but then we expect ourselves to be perfect to the other person 
I feel like we have talked about so many things today and rehashed out a lot of things that we need time to kind of process. Mm. And I don't think that it would serve us well if we just try to dive in and rejig our domain because that's going to take a, a whole other mental capacity. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we should do that today, especially because we spent, we put a lot of emotional effort in even having this conversation. That's right. Exactly. And I don't want to cheapen it by turning it into a meeting. (laughs) Wow. Well said. (laughs) Right? Because I think, um, I think it's a good example that you don't have to have a meaningful conversation to get a result right away. And I think it also means like you don't have to have everything figured out in one session because you just cannot. I think the fact that we're even having this conversation is a big step forward. I feel great that we had this conversation. I feel great to know that we're both still committed and this is important to us. I realize even more so because I'm saying it out loud how how much of a not nice person I have been I think but it's a it's a good thing because I need to really think about my expectations yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's okay my own expectations my own values and like my own priorities and and my desire for flexibility. So I feel good about a lot of aspects in this conversation, but I also feel, I still feel heavy and uncomfortable knowing that knowing that there isn't an immediate solution, which is okay. I just need to like sit with that. And also knowing that there are still things for us to work on. So basically what I'm trying to say is in real life, when you do have these conversations with an important person in your life, that it doesn't always need to equal rainbows and butterflies and you know, let's let's go eat cupcakes, that it can feel heavy and that's totally okay and that we don't have to have all the solution and that might not feel so good either, but that's also okay because you have to manage your own mental capacity and And we have plans to revisit and continue our conversation at a later date, which is also important because you want to have continuous plans. It's not just like a let's do it once and dust off our hands and peace, you know. So what I'm trying to say is I I feel good about all the benefits, but I still feel uncomfortable. But that's okay. Yeah. And I think... (laughs) I agree. Well, we we had like we're probably a little bit emotionally exhausted from this conversation, but it's important to have this. So I'm also glad that we had this conversation. Right now, it feels heavy. We need time to like sit with it and process, and come back later to revisit everything that we said, like our action plans, basically. I love action plans. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do, (laughs) and I think. I think another part of it, there's so much to be said about this. I think another part of the difficulties of an adult friendship is that we're so used to going to friends as a source of our happiness, right? Like growing Mm. up, we play with friends, we hang out with them, we do things we like with them. We get away from our home life. You know, if we get annoyed at our parents or our siblings and we hang out with our friends, it has always been like a stress relieving thing to hang out with friends. But as we get older and when things become more complicated in life and adult adult relationships and adult friendships become fewer but more complex, 
all these other things are introduced into it like conflicts and disagreements and that's something that we also have to adjust to as we get older right that friendships isn't just one dimensional and the one dimensional friendships usually don't last and that's been something that I've been adapting to as well because especially like growing up I've always tried to be like a happy-go-lucky person I always felt like I've had to entertain people and and make people laugh, even if I'm not technically in a very good mood. That was kind of like a coping mechanism to just show how happy and great I'm doing, even if I'm not. But as I've been through therapy, like that's not a role that I have to play anymore. Right? And I feel like for me, that's also something that I'm trying to be okay with in adult friendships to be more vulnerable. So that's why this conversation, like I'm glad that I, that we had this conversation, but definitely still makes me uncomfortable. I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) Although sure I do want to say that it's it for some people it's okay to have one dimensional friendships. I think different people have different needs. I feel like more What am I trying to say? You can have so, a okay, I think like different baskets. Baskets, yes. And some people <laughs> like to have just a few close friends that are, you know, I want to not complex, but like complex relationship with a few close friends mm-hmm. and perfectly, perfectly happy and content with that. And some people prefer to have m- more peripheral friendships, like maybe just a few mm. really close friends, but then they also really enjoy having, um, a friend that I only go hiking with and like, oh, that's, that's all I'm going to do, you know, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, the right. one dimensional friends, like some people are, they, they might need that because maybe they're an extrovert and they like thrive off energy from having lots of people, different types of people in their life. And they're there for different reasons. So. Yes. That's Basically, a very good yeah. other side to my to my what I said because obviously my experience and my needs are different from everyone else's. So, but I think you are right. As we get older, the friendships do become more complex, and we see friends in all these different domains, <laughs> in all these different <laughs> areas, aspects of our lives. It's not mm-hmm. just recess at school, you know. It's exactly, so much yeah. more and and we all and we all have to respect each other's time and and our different values and our different lifestyles and schedules and so many other considerations that it makes things more complicated. So the the more we adult and the more we level up in adulting, the more complicated it is to, <laughs> in managing relationships. Yes. And I'm also right. saying it's okay to have some of these recess friends as well. That's cool too. If you got yes, some recess friends cool. and you want to just keep them as recess friends, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I think that's it. That's I think it that's for it today. Too. Yeah. I don't really like. There's no summary. I guess I don't really. There's have no any... summary. It's this there's is a lot a of... our shit moment, and that's this right. is truly an our shit moment because it's it's some tea that's been brewing for a long time and it got to the point where it's just a little bit bitter. So let's like talk it out. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what happened. Yeah. All right. Okay. Peace. Well, thanks for listening. Y'all we'll see. I keep saying, we'll see you on the next episode. We'll speak. We'll, we'll see you sort of digitally. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Shit We Don't Tell Mom podcast with Christy and with Angie. Get that uncomfortable shit out in the open with your partner, a dear friend, a trusted family member, and with us. And as much as we love talking, we also love to listen. Hit us up with any feedback or topics you'd like us to chat about on Instagram at Shit We Don't Tell Mom or email us at Shit We Don't Tell Mom at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Bye! Bye.